Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Always great to welcome back to the show Marlon Wayans, stand-up comedian and actor. In fact, this Friday, if you're in Houston, he'll be at the Bayou Music Center. And then the very next night, he'll be at the Aztec Theater in San Antonio. Marlon, welcome back to the show. I always wonder when you do those one-night stands, uh, do you ever wake up and not know where you are? Um. Oftentimes I do. Like right now, I don't know where the hell I'm at. I know it's hot, and I'm in Texas. So that means I'm in Austin. And I got a, one show here tonight at the uh, Parish. And then tomorrow I fly to Houston, and I go rock the Bayou Music Center. And then after that, I go to San Antonio to rock out at the Aztec Theater. Got to be somebody. Very cool. You know, they, they say Austin is growing so fast that it's, it's turning into California. It's got too many people, and now there's you know homeless people, and there's traffic. And uh, I mean, does Austin still have that charm? Oh, it has a lot of charm. That's why everybody's moving here. It's actually a really awesome city. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. Uh, it's 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 like a I would say it's like New York, but with no buildings. How <laughs> <laughs> um, do got you- a lot of a lot of cool, cool hipsters and good vibe inside the town. It's a lot of good energy. As a as a New Yorker, do you when you go to Texas, do you like put on the boots and the hat, or do you kind of feel like a fish out of water? What the hell I look like in some boots and a hat? I put on <laughs> some Timberlands and a Yankee cap. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so <laughs> you gonna catch me in them, them hard ass boots? You can't walk. You can't. I don't know any man that looks sexy in cowboy boots. No black man. I'm just not. It's not for me. It it make my that that them shoes hurt our bunions. We look at those and our bunions start hurting. I just start rubbing my bunions. Been doing that. No, you're right. They are hard. And I've always said that girls always look cute in cowboy boots, and then guys, I don't know, not so much. Yeah, guys. It's like you see a guy in cowboy boots. You think it's a girl. You look and like, man, she is a he. Wait a second. <laughs> Maybe a they. <laughs> a they. You know, <laughs> it all works for them. Sure. 
So um, my daughter taught me. My my daughter's gay. She's taught me all the pronouns. She's a they now, and I'm like, but there's only one of you. She's like, Dad, grow up. I'm like, my bad. Right. <laughs> Do you know uh, Marina Franklin, the comedian? No. Yeah. I don't know that. She's a, she's at the comedy cellar a lot, and she says that uh, she says it always. Uh, you know, she says when I use the new pronouns. I say like, is they down by the river? And she goes, I'm I'm using good grammar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like embarrassing. Um, now you are one of the hardest working men in uh, show business. The the new millennium's uh, James Brown. You got the HBO Max comedy special. Marlon Wayans presents the headliners. Um, how fun was that to do that with your friends? I mean, that was a great night of comedy because, you know, they opened up for me in so many cities and we all kind of started stand-up comedy together. And I got this opportunity and I was instantly like, you know what, I want to open up for you guys. And you guys are the headliners. I'm going to be the opening act. And I want you guys to go out there and just crush it. And, and they did such a, such a great job and I'm so proud of them. You also wrapped up production on a uh, Halloween film for uh, Netflix, Yet Untitled. Um, you star in it. No, it's, it's called The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Oh, okay, we got it. The Curse of Bridge Hollow? Yes, and that's coming out uh, Halloween, and it's a really cute movie. It's uh, when me and my family moved to a small town, and the Halloween decorations start coming to life. Oh, that's cool. And, and you, we have to you, somehow save the town. Very cool. Now you produce it as well. So how much of that is is a, is that a headache or is it just a title or do you like just dive into everything? No, I, I dive into everything. I think you know when I make when we make movies, I, I like to be a part of the making of a movie. I really like to get my hands dirty. I like to have my hand in everybody that we hire, the crew. Um, I take it seriously because I'm the vibe of the set. I know the the fact that we all go on that set and we have fun. It's because me and my producer and writing partner, Rick Alvarez, we make it a point to go out there and have a great time with our crew and make it a family. Got more questions for Marlon. You have that responsibility as a, as a producer not to, to yell at everybody and be a boss. I'm a loving boss. You wouldn't even, I work with people. I don't. People don't work for me. So All right. it's a good time. Very nice. Couple more questions from Marlon Wayans tonight at the Parish in Austin, Friday at the Bayou in Houston, Saturday at the Aztec in San Antonio. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to be a comedian and a comedic actor, but you also are a dramatic actor as well. And, you know, I think about the Aretha Franklin movie, Respect, the Sofia Coppola movie, On the Rocks. Uh, you know, did did that come naturally to you, or did you have to do the, uh, you know, the Margie Haber, Lee Strasberg, all that uh, teaching stuff? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I didn't do those, but I went to performing arts high school. And that's all we studied was drama. Mm. And so, you know, it's not like, oh, it's, you wake up and you're a good dramatic actor. No, I've actually been working that instrument, trying to get good, trying to perfect my craft for the past, you know, before I even started comedy. Uh, comedy is something I was born into, but I, 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 I work in stand-up. I've only done it now uh, 10 years. So uh, acting, I've been doing for 30 years now. So dramatic acting is something I do, and I, I do well. I can't wait to start doing action and and romantic comedies like these are my best years the first 30 years was you know me doing a lot of great things learning to write learning to produce learning to be extremely funny doing sketch doing characters now i'm looking forward to playing romantic leads 
saving the world and getting the girl. <laughs> I like it. I like the ambition. Uh, working with On the Rocks with, uh, you know, Bill Murray and, uh, you know, iconic guy from, you know, like you said, comedy and the dramatic world. Uh, what was Bill like to work with? He was a dream. He's, uh, he's, gonna, he's me when I'm in like 30 years, when I'm just that guy that you, you know, look forward to working with. He's a he's Bigfoot, man. He's like one of the, one of the legends of a lifetime, and he was so fun, so sweet. I had a great time, and I'd work with, work with him again. Now, as I said, I don't know how you have time for all this, but another uh, movie about the, the Jordans coming together in the 80s, Affleck, Damon, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis. When is, uh, when's this one coming out? Chris Tucker, uh, that comes out. I think it's going to be on Amazon and in theaters probably next year. It's a really good movie, man. Ben Affleck is such a, like, I only worked with him a few times, like that, and he's just—he's just an amazing director. Um, just knows how to communicate. He's super passionate, very focused. He holds the camera, not for the whole take because sometimes it takes a long. And as buff as he is, he put that camera down. Like Jimmy, you got it. Uh, but he's just—the he, directions he gives you as an actor, he knows how to communicate with you. So he's just pulling the best out of me. I really felt great, great about the work I did. That's very cool. Are you at the point in your career, as I, I have no idea, do you still have to audition for stuff, or do they just say, just call Marlon and see if he wants it? Uh, I'm not at that point yet, but I'm at the point where I don't audition. I meet. I have meetings and make sure that I see eye to eye with the director because, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're bringing yourself, your clay in the director's world, and I just want to make sure that my interpretation of the character, my interpretation for the purpose of the character fits exactly what the director sees so that this way we have a great working relationship. Uh, sometimes you have a different take, and you try to force your take onto a director. That's wrong. As an actor, you got to melt into his vision. And I always like to meet with my directors, and uh, I'll fly myself to them if I need to to make it convenient for them. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 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 dire- uh, a director's actor, so um, I'm, I'm there for the process, man. Yeah, you sound like a director's dream. But I'm not auditioning. You, I, I have too much work to audition. It's like, uh, I don't know if he can play a drug, a drug addict. Watch Requiem. You know, I'm not sure he can play a white woman. Uh, watch White Chicken. <laughs> a little person. No way he can do that. Watch Little Man. Like, there's no way he can do seven different characters. Watch Six Stuffers. I've done it all. So, yeah, romantically, on the rocks. Like, I just do it all. And one day, I'm building towards... My neck, my my run of my legendary run, so I could be one of the greats, like a Eddie Murphy, a uh, 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 Jim Carrey, a uh, 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 Will Smith, uh, uh, just a real big box office star. And that's what I've been working for for the last uh, thirty years. And now I'm looking forward to really putting it down these next thirty years. What was the when you were in here in, in the studio years ago? I think you were promoting a movie. I think you were naked the whole time. <laughs> It's called Naked. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> see how simple that is? If you want to see me naked, watch Naked. <laughs> I don't know if you have a nice butt. Watch Naked. You had 50... I, got, I got something for everybody. <laughs> Did you have Fifty Shades of Black, too? Yeah, Fifty Shades of Black. I was naked again. <laughs> my, I, my, my ass has been in at least 14, 15 movies. I, it, it, it deserves residuals. It deserves its own check. So the Hollywood Walk of Fame, you just, in the wet cement, you just sit in it. I'm going to buy my ass its own Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Fame. 
I'm not going to put my hands at the man's Chinese theater. I'm going to put my butt cheeks. Yeah, that's what I was saying. All right. Everybody make sure to check out the uh, Marlon Wayans. Catch him when you can. He's a busy man tonight in Austin at the Parish, as I mentioned, Houston at the Bayou Music Center, the Aztecs Theater, Saturday, the day after that, in uh, San Antonio. Marlon, always great uh, catching up with you. Congratulations on everything you got going, and thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You take it easy. Have a great day. You're listening to the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. All right, thank you for that, I think. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network, you know we love it when the uh, comedians come to town and that's exactly what uh, Corey Holcomb is doing this weekend, Friday, going to start a little run over here at Cobb's Comedy Club in North Beach down on uh, Columbus, the big room uh, in town. And, uh, Corey, welcome to the show. Um, a guy that I have had in here in person many times is uh, Godfrey. You and him go way back, don't you? Way back, man. Godfrey uh, is the reason I uh, went to the comedy club for the first time because he was doing it a little bit before me, and he used to tell me about, hey, the comedy club, I'm having a ball with. And I was like, I think I can do it. And long story short, here we go. <laughs> the thing I love about Godfrey, too, is can you get a word in when you hang out with him? Um, You got to say something to make him mad, but not <laughs> mad where it ends the friendship. <laughs> when he's mad, he'll get quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, You got to bring up something like, you know that girl who got the kids by Scotty Pippen? Yeah, I know that was your girl at the time, and you didn't know she was messing with him. Oh. And, you know, he'll laugh that off. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know you rock a lot of White Sox stuff, so that's just saying everything South Side, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I rock White Sox and Cubs because I represent for Chicago while I'm living out here in L.A. Mm-hmm. But I used to live right across the street from um, Comiskey yep. Park when yeah. it was still facing the projects. Mm-hmm. We used to be able to watch the game from our project apartments. Wow. So, yeah. So, the White Sox, I, yeah. No, I was just going to say, Roy Wood Jr. always goes Cubs, but you get along with him, both both the Chi-Town guys. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like I, I, I represent for all Chicago teams, even though I've, I've been seen in a Los Angeles hat a few times because I've been out here 20-plus years now. Mm. But, um, you know, Chicago is hometown and where the heart is. And where all the um, little crack babies roam the most. <laughs> how how are you with Obama? Are you cool, or are you still not cool with him? I'm scared of Obama. I think if we were in a room together, he would say, uh, "So, what are you doing after this, Corey?" All right, hey, get away from me, man! <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't know, you you weren't on board with him back in the day, right? Uh, I'm not a 
I'm not a guy who's for politics. It doesn't matter if you're a black guy, white guy. Mm-hmm. Politics is the great American hustle where these guys get sponsors that pay them to um, speak for what they want them to speak for, mm-hmm. whether it's um, vaccinations, whether it's um, beer in the hood or whatever. I know what politicians do, so it isn't just Obama. It's most politicians. I'm very nervous around them because they got a little juice, and they might send the boys after me if they know how I really feel. But you get into that type of stuff on the 5150 show, the YouTube show, right? Yeah, yeah, I get into whatever on the 5150 show because I'm, it's, my own, it's my own show. I, I do it with, off my own dollar. Like, I don't have any corporate sponsors um, having, the, having the guys telling me, Corey, you can't say that. So I just I try to be as respectful as I can because I'm really a respectful guy and person, but I get, to, I get to rub it in on a lot of things that people can't rub it in on because in this day and time, you lose your sponsorship if you speak from the heart. When you got on Leno, hard to believe it was 20 years ago, but did you kind of think, damn, I made it? Yeah, hell yeah, man. Jay Leno was cool as hell, man. He was cool as hell. He was... I, mean, I couldn't believe how nice he was to me because Jay Leno don't let everybody sit on his couch. Mm-hmm. So when I was allowed to sit on the couch, I really was like, okay, this is working out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> So, living in L.A., yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I messed up the Leno gig because I was late one day. Mm. And in that world, you can't be late for anything unless you're a big-time star. Yeah. So I was late for one of the interviews, and I never worked for him again after that. But it wasn't because of Leno. It was because of those guys who were looking at me like, why does he like this guy? Mad TV as well. I mean, getting on that. So you kind of like you you took to LA pretty quickly, then, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who like what I do, who like what I stand for. So I wound up getting opportunities from people I never would imagine even knew about me or my comedy. When the people at Family Guy got in touch with me to play a character. Oh, my God. I was like, yo, I don't even think they believe me. I was like, this is one of my favorite shows. This is one of the shows I watched. They probably was like, yeah, yeah, you're here. Keep it. (laughs) (laughs) I was was flattered that um, the guys at Family Guy knew who I was. I was in the room with these guys doing voiceover work. It It was one of the highlights of being in L.A. No doubt. A couple more questions for Corey Holcomb. He's up here at Cobb's Comedy Club this weekend. Um, I'm I'm about the same age as you, and I always loved Red Fox. And I know you've been kind of compared to him, a guy who was notoriously late to all his gigs, by the way. But it, it, the way Red yeah. Fox went, how do you how do you see yourself as kind of a modern day Red Fox? Well, we're taking the same path as far as it goes. With Hollywood knows about Corey Holcomb, but Corey Holcomb has issues with agents. You know, I've had big-name agencies, William Morris, mm-hmm. um, ICM, all these guys, except they want to be my boss instead of working for me. Right. So because I won't allow the agents to be my boss, um, <clears throat> I don't get the recognition I, I feel like I really deserve in the Hollywood TV movie realm. So I'm still doing great, but 
you know, it's just like Red Fox. A lot of people found out about Red Fox later in his career. So I guess that's how it's going to be for me because I am very comfortable with who I am. Of course, there's always room for improvement um, because I'm an entertainer, so I'm mentally disturbed. But (laughs) I think I'm a good dude to be around. Yeah, I mean, look at Rodney Dangerfield. He didn't really hit until his 50s. I mean, it's crazy. And I had a chance to meet him. And when I tell you, I heard the stories of Rodney Dangerfield. And it was everything they said it was. He's a confident guy. Confident men get along with everybody. He's got the real comedy chops, man. I met him backstage at the Jay Leno show, and I walked back in the green room, and he didn't, you know, we didn't know each other. He was like, "Oh, uh, hey, what's up, brother? You finna sing?" I was like, "Ah, okay." But uh, you can tell he was, he, this is how he jokes. This is how he does his thing. Mm-hmm. Something like that might be taken as, oh, uh, he was trying to be, no, nah, he was being funny. He's Rodney Dangerfield. I love it. You know, I remember I heard. One a, of the best to ever do it. No doubt. The quickest. Um, I heard a story about Red Fox one time, you know, as foul mouth as he was, that one time he was in a club and this table to his left, they just wouldn't stop talking. And everybody's like, oh, wait, Red's going to snap on him. And he said very calmly, he's like, excuse me, if you just stop talking, give me a chance, and I guarantee you that I'll, I'll make you laugh. Can you just stop talking and give me a chance? And they were like, oh, okay. And I was like, wow, I like the way Red handled that one, because sometimes you just expect them to fly off the handle. So how do you, uh, you know, handle the people who chit-chat and don't know how to act? Uh, it's part of the gig. I think I'm quick enough to handle most situations i'm quick enough to handle most situations so they don't really bother me sometimes there are people who come to the show to be disruptive and throw things off and that's unfortunate because you didn't earn this so unfortunately when the club tries to put you out if i feel like you're trying to disrupt the show Mm -hmm. i don't stop the club from putting you out but if i feel like it's a guy who had a couple too many i'm normally able to laugh with him in a way where eventually I win them over, sort of like how you said Red Fox did that. Yeah. But it takes talent to do that. There's a lot of people on the stage now who aren't talented when it comes to this comedy thing. They're just famous. And it's unfortunate that the people go to those shows and are so disappointed when they leave, but that's all part of the game, too. I think that I'm talented, so people yelling out stuff, it's not, it's not the end of the world to me. Yeah, you're so right about some of these, like, TikTok stars who get popular and then they, the, the poor guy, poor girl doesn't know how to do even 20 minutes, much less an hour. Yeah, it makes, it makes the comedy thing hard because in this, in this time now where there are comedy clubs, these managers at the clubs, they don't say it publicly because they can't, but they are in such a bind when you have someone who can't even do 20 minutes because people want their money back. People are disruptive. People are everything because they paid all this money to come to a comedy show and they just met a guy that's famous from, like you said, TikTok or something like that. They don't have a comedy chops. Back in the day, there were talent agents that go out and search for talent. Now, because there's so much demand and television shows, they're just like, well, who can we get now? Well, this guy's famous. He, he juggled a beer can with his throat. Oh, yeah, let's book him. <laughs> Last question for you. Tell me... About I know it was a while ago, but tell me about being on Jerry Springer. Oh, man. I had, I had fun, even though 
they did us all wrong. Like Jerry Springer, they look for people to come on as guests, and then when the show is over, they throw you back out in the street. Like they picked us up in a limousine, and then when the show was over, it was like, all right, get out. We've got to <laughs> clean up this room. <laughs> so the staff of Jerry Springer, were, they, they were manipulative and everything. But like I said, because I have talent, I like to say, I, I shine on Jerry Springer because I got a chance to get laughs, get laughs, and feel good about what I did to get the laughs. But um, me, D. Ray Davis, another guy named Damon Williams, we are, they're all comedians from Chicago. We were on the show, and it's kind of wild because really they pick people against each other at Jerry Springer where they really want fights. They wanted me to really fight this guy, and I, I'm not that guy. I'm like, I'll go out here, I'll. I'll have some fun, but then I think one of the guys, well, one of the girls got into a real fight, and they charged this one girl up to fight this other girl, and he was like, oh, we were all backstage getting drunk about 20 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) All the guests, they're all back in the same green room, then they split you up, and when you get out there, whoever they can charge up to fight, that's what happens. Those fights are, like, instigated. Wow. All right, everybody, make sure to check him out at Cobbs this weekend. You can go to CoreyHolcomb.com. You can pick up a I'm a Genocidal Horde t-shirt, right? <laughs> oh, wow, they got those? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I think I had something like that. I might bring them. Yeah, I think I'll bring them this week. Get a big box. <laughs> yeah, I want to say to the girl I met last time I was in Frisco, um, I already set up something with this other girl. You can come to the show, but I can't leave with you. So if we did it, we'll have to do it in the green room real fast. She uh, knows. She knows. She'll hear it. She'll all know. right. The nasty green room. Hey, Corey, man, thanks for coming on. <laughs> he knows about the nasty green room. I love you already. <laughs> all right. Good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. Right. We'll come on back on Byline. This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.